After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Devil's Wednesday. This is the State of the Fan Address, episode 213. Flying solo tonight. I'm your host, Sam Wu. Streaming live on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter Live, and Twitch on the Let's Go Devils Network. Coming to you live, live from the primetime radio studios in the bunker. Yes, in the bunker, I tell you. It feels a little bit weird without Nick Volano of PucksandPitchforks.com. But there's a very good reason why he's not here tonight. Live, live in the primetime radio studios. But with the magic of technology, I'll tell you, we got Nick on top of the show by phone, our very own Nick Volano of PucksandPitchworks.com and co-host of the State of the Fan Address. Nick, welcome to your podcast as a guest. Yeah, I, I got to know, do I do I get a lower third? Am I, am I treated like, a, you know, a, a formidable guest like I was back in the day? Yeah, well, you know, I, 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 I used a respectable graphic. I basically stole a photo from your LinkedIn account. And okay. I plugged it in. It looks like it was from your wedding. I wasn't sure. Maybe I should. It, it was, it. but I, I've used that. As, you know, I spent a lot of money on those photos, so I'm getting as much play out of them as possible. So that's now my headshot. Yeah. Well, um, first and foremost, as people are filing in uh, on social media, um, YouTube Live, Twitter Live, and uh, YouTube Live, uh, on behalf of all Devils fans. And the Let's Go Devils podcast family and PucksandPitchforks.com, Nick. We want to wish you and your wife a big congratulations on a baby boy born uh, maybe 36 hours ago. Congratulations. Uh, we're, we're coming up on, I think it's 48. Four, yeah, it was 48 born, hours. It was a born, he was born literally 24 hours almost to the minute to the Devils puck drop on Tuesday. And I got to say, Sam, I'm pretty sure my wife put a lot more effort than the Devils did on Tuesday. I I sure am. Uh, I, yeah, I, she definitely did. Uh, I, I just got to say, how, how are you going to let my baby boy's first Devils game be a 6-1 drubbing where, uh, Sam, how is that? Well, how is that the effort for my baby boy? Come on. Like, <laughs> the, the, how are you not fighting for this 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 cute little – by the way, nine pound, nine ounce baby boy. My boy's big. Maybe I'm just going to train him to be a hockey player so that the Devils can get some grit and some, uh, what do you call it? Some uh, beefalytics uh, up in there. Oh, you know, it's like, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what happened, Nick, 
maybe the team was just distracted uh, 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 knowing the announcement, the news and all that. I, I don't know. <laughs> They're um, all thinking of their their congratulations message the entire game. And, yeah. you know, it just, it just hooked them out of that second period. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate the congratulations, Sam. And, and you know, Mommy and, and Baby are perfectly healthy. Everyone's happy. Um, we went home today, so we're very excited. Um, sorry I can't be with you, you all tonight, but obviously, you know, we're very tired over here. I'm just yeah. going to be honest. You know, it's it's the first day. We're trying to figure it all out. And um, I appreciate you taking the reins, but I'm just going to rant just a little bit about last night's game. There's kind of the series as a whole. First and foremost, we need to calm down. I've seen 40 Jesper Bratt fake trades, and we've lost every single one of them. We're not just going to throw out a 73-point winger because he had a bad playoffs and because we don't like negotiating with him. Let's calm ourselves on that. Maybe we don't pay him 8 by 8 You know, maybe that's the solution here. Maybe he costs himself about a million, a million and a half a year, and then it's in the long range a good thing that he had a bad playoff. But I digress on that. I the the devil's problem here is the effort level in this series. Every single time they've lost the lead, they've vomited on themselves. And they've seen the team on the other side fight tooth and nail when it was down to, what was it, seven to two the other night and it fought to make it seven four and you finally got the backbreaking goal, but the Hurricanes have not quit once in the series. You got to give them the credit for that. Well, you know, while the Devils, you see, the, last night it became 2 1, and you knew it was going to be 4 1. Like, there is no doubt in my mind that the second they scored the second goal, I said in my mind, maybe you pull Vitek Vanacek. Because something, the, the snowball is rolling downhill. And I could see it clear as day. When it was 3 1, you had to pull Vitek. You just had to. And it, I'm not even saying that those three goals were his fault, but the, there was something off and sitting, you know, Nathan Bastion or whatever the heck he was going to do, you know, benching Jesper Pratt wasn't going to do it. He had to pull the goalie. And then Vanacek led in two just terrible goals for that fourth and fifth goal. And then it's too late. Now it's 5-1. And Sam, I got to tell you, I don't have a lot of faith in this team. To I, If it was the other way around, where the Devils had home ice advantage, this is why winning the division was somewhat important. It's this specific series entirely. The Hurricanes are too good at home. And you had a chance to even up the series where you'd only have to win one game in Carolina. And you put out... This uh, Sam, this this is their worst performance of the year. That second period was just a dud. They did nothing of note in the third period, but it doesn't matter because most people don't watch. I see a lot of people getting mad at the fans for leaving. I'm not mad at the fans for leaving. Why would you? You already spent your hard-earned money. Why would you waste your hard-earned time watching a team that's not giving the kind of effort that you spent money on that you deserve to see? Um, I, I'm appalled. Nico Heizer had a really good quote at the end of the game saying that, you know, people who don't believe in this team, you know, can stay in, stay in New Jersey. And I don't know if he meant the fans or even the people on the team or whoever. It seems like I need Lindy Ruff to really 
figure out what happened and provide an answer because this team needs one. This team needs a, they need to know what is going wrong. Like why is this team allowing this snowball effect to happen in the series where they'll get blitzed and allow three goals in five minutes. It's happened multiple times and they can't, they get hit, they get knocked down and they don't get up. And it's, it's just something, you know, Maybe my, my paternal genes are going off, Sam, and, and I just don't have time for this BS, but I, 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 I don't. None of us do. We deserve better. Uh, that being said, I will 100%, if they lose tomorrow, 10 to 1. I will 100% call this a successful season. It's definitely a step in the right direction, but leave the fake trades to me. I'm just kidding. Everybody can do whatever they want, but I you know I've seen... So many Jesper Bratz for this or, you know, bring Connor Hellybuck here on the last year of his deal. We we have to stop throwing the baby out with the bathwater just because of one bad series, one bad performance or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You still there, Nick? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, th- I thought you dropped. Um, yeah. Y- you know what, Nick? When... My thoughts are in game three, Carolina, Rod Brindamore coach team, uh, very well prepared. They played to the, uh, to the, to the last, uh, to the whistle blows. Those four goals that they scored against Vanacek and that shorthanded, that set up game four when they did the, the uh, three. I mean, they fought to the end because they knew that they wanted game four. And the Devils did nothing of the sort to fight back and counterpunch, as what Stan Fischler was saying on his Twitter account. The Devils didn't even counterpunch to set up game five. I mean, not even a scrap, not even uh, a goal, not even any kind of ounce of determination other than individual efforts. Everybody's trying to go for the Hail Mary. When they're down five goals, well, you know, you got to start with one goal first before you can get to that, you know, you know, to get closer. And I think that's a lot of it is uh, the team being as young, but at the same time, you know, we know what happened in 2000 with the Larry Robinson tirade in game four, in game four uh, against the Flyers in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2000. Larry Robinson went in a tirade, throwing the you know throwing everything in the locker room. Game five, the Devils came out in Philadelphia in that sequence and beat the Flyers. Pretty, you know, like it was a pretty dominant game by the Devils. Game yeah. six, it was tight. Eric Lindros comes back, and then game seven, anything happens, and suddenly Scott Stevens takes the air out of the building when he laid out Eric Lindros, and then Patrick Elias scores the game winner. Uh, on a goal mouth scramble. So, you know, if the Devils were to come back, I think a lot of Devils fans need to stop doing what this team is doing is thinking too far ahead. They got to come out game five, Nick, and just come out pissed off and try to make things right and surprise Carolina because the longer the series goes, I think it's in the Devils' favor but they got to get to game six through game five, you know, so. 
Hey, Nick, do, do you want me to put you on hold? No, no, no. You're oh, good. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I here's the thing. Um, Here, I'll, I'll let you talk. So, Nick Villano, you know, when having a baby, now everything is a little bit disheveled. Everything is just, you know, trying to figure things out. But uh, I just put Nick on mute for just a couple of minutes so we can get things all settled. Uh, but as you know, we're the, the show must go on. So, Nick, I'm going back to you right now. Nick, uh, hope everything's all right. Yeah, no, there was, <laughs> to, to be honest, there was a guy outside yelling, and my wife thought it was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. But, <laughs> um, no, I, I agree with all your points. Um, and, and here's the thing is that, you know, while I'm sitting here not expecting us to win the series, I try to be like as realistic as possible. I'm going to watch tomorrow night, root like hell. I, I hope everybody else out there will do the same thing. I'm, you know, there's a fine line between being realistic and quitting on your team and I'm not quitting on them. I don't, you know, want them to lose or I, you know, I don't know what that fine line looks like, but. I'm not sitting here, you know, being like season's over. I'm just looking at it realistically like, man, winning two in Carolina is that's an uphill battle that I don't know that this team is ready for Well, with, I, with the current construction. Well, you know, on the Woo report, uh, the morning Woo this morning, I, 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 I drew up a blueprint how it's going to happen. There's no room for error right now. There is absolutely <laughs> no, no room for error. So if you're going to win game five, you better go out 120%. And go right at him the entire time. That's the only way. And literally, just like how Andre Palat willed himself to get that pass to Mikey McLeod, they got to do that the entire 60 minutes in Carolina tomorrow. That's the only way. Because if you can get through game five, you bring it back home to, I don't know why it's at 4 p.m. Eastern. The Prudential Center site says it's 7 p.m. Eastern, that Saturday game six. But you're going to have a ruckus crowd at Prudential. And if you can take advantage of that energy and that home ice for game six and push a game seven, you've got all the momentum on your side. And it will have that snowball effect. And I think the longer the series goes, the Devils may have fresher legs in game seven than Carolina at that point with the momentum. That's the only way I can think they can actually pull it off. But it starts It starts with the first shift in game five, which nobody can predict how the Devils can come out because they've been so unpredictable. So One day they look like a dynasty. The next day they look like a dumpster fire looking, you know, uh, tanking for Bedard. That's what they looked like last night. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and I agree with just about all of that. Um, the one thing I will say is that, you know, the di a the difference is you don't have the leadership that you did in 2000. Um, you don't have the, you know, they they. I'm not a big knows how to win kind of guy. That's just not how I evaluate the game. But there's something to be said about how the Lightning won. There's something to be said about how the Avalanche won. There's something to be said about how the Capitals won. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest. I don't know the, I don't remember the blues history, but I'm pretty sure that they've made the playoffs prior to winning. So when you look at the past five, six, seven Stanley cup champions, it started like this. 
maybe not with these what lopsided victory or lopsided losses, but it starts with a first or second round exit, then a third round exit. Um, and then, you know, you finally get to the promised land. When you look to, at a team like the Rangers, where you try to skip forward, you get what they got, which is a third round exit. Great. Everybody's feeling great about themselves. And then a step back. As long as you're stepping forward from here on out, as the Devils, I, I think you're in good shape. I think as long as you make a progression next year, and nobody wants to wait a full year to see the fruits of those labors. Nobody does. Unfortunately, that's kind of how sports works. One team wins every year. This team made it to the final eight after having the second overall pick last year. Uh, Cool. Love that. Now we have to look at the issues because two things. A, the every other night thing, which I thought would help them, has actually hurt them. I was 100% wrong there in thinking that that would help the Devils in the series. The rest really helped Carolina. And the fact that the games are on with only one day rest is really just, you know, they the Devils have never gotten going. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's the spotlight of the New York media, because remember, this is the only team that's still in it. The Islanders and the Rangers are out. So now there's more people with eyes on it. Maybe that eye is providing pressure. But the Stanley Cup final or the Stanley Cup playoffs brings pressure anyway. Maybe it's getting used to all these things, Sam. Maybe it's understanding what needs to be done and that it's more of a mental game in the playoffs than it is in the in the in the regular season. I can't sit here and tell you that I don't think the Devils are the more talented team in the series. Even with the way that it's been played and the dominance by the Hurricanes, the Devils are undoubtedly the most the more uh talented team. I'm talking about this team without Svechnikov and Teravainen um, and, and um, Passioretti. The Devils are the more talented team. Unfortunately, in the playoffs, talent isn't always what wins out. It's more than that. That's why Michael McLeod is the one who's playing as well as he's playing. That's why you see, you know, a, a few of those tenacity players kind of step up. That's why you see Martinuk dominating the series. Because it takes a little bit more than just pure talent to dominate in the playoffs. So the Devils have to figure out why that happened. Is that a roster issue? You know, you look at a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's what you're trying to avoid if you're the Devils. Building this dynastic roster with no results. And Toronto never really addressed why. You know, they thought they were. They got Wayne Simmons. They got... Mark Giordano, they got, you know, all these players that they thought were going to fix the major issues, but it never really worked. And the Devils had to figure out, is it a roster issue? Is it an experience issue? Is it maybe it's a goaltending issue? I don't think that's what it is, but those are the kinds of questions you have to ask. How large of an issue is this? Is this something that can be fixed internally? Like maybe, you know, is it a coaching issue? Again, I don't I don't think there's any chance in heck they're going to make a coaching change from Lindy Roth. But, you know, maybe they'll talk about the system in place. Is this a system that could win in the playoffs? Is this an adjustment? You remember, Lindy Roth changed his entire offense 
in games one and two against the Rangers, and it did not work because the team did not know how to play that style of hockey. They changed back to their own system, and they beat the Rangers. I don't know if that's the kind of, you know, maybe it's like, how do I, is that a, the kind of system that's going to beat the Hurricane? So these are all the questions that they're going to ask themselves this offseason if they lose tomorrow or if they lose on Saturday, if they lose on Monday. Um, either way, you know, you got to love this season as a whole. Franchise record in wins, franchise record in points, you know, Selkie Trophy nominee, Ted Lindsay, or, um, yeah, the Ted Lindsay, no, not Ted Lindsay, the Lady Bin, yeah, the Lady Bin nominee for Jack Hughes, Jack Adams nominee for for Lindy Ruff. Um, You know, you, you finally saw you know, why Dougie Hamilton got the contract he did. You, you're seeing all the hype build around Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes. And, you know, you see some great things out of Luke Hughes. You're going to get Simon Nemitz next year. It's coming. But you got to figure out, is this a winning formula in the playoffs? And, you know, that's a question that we'll tackle in the offseason. But for now, root like hell tomorrow. Hope to goodness that this team can put up a fight. If you lose 3-2 in overtime, dang, that stinks. But put up the damn fight and make it worth it for us to spend our time and money on this team. Yeah. And, Nick, before we let you go, we can't ha- we can't let you go without one stupid question. So I'm going to ask you a stupid question because you're a media guy. Why is this game at 4 p.m.? Eastern on Saturday, game six, if necessary, instead of 7 or 8 p.m. Is that the confirmed time? Um, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, my buddy got an email from the Devils that it was 4 p.m. Okay. So the only thing I think of, Sam, and this is a bit, and this is, I'm pulling this out of you nowhere. Yeah. There was already an event planned for Saturday afternoon at the Prudential Center mm-hmm. that they had to cancel. So... Maybe you already had your concession workers, your ticket workers, and everybody's preparing to work at that time. And then maybe that just makes life easier for everybody. So maybe the Devils told the NHL, you know, we're already planning for this time. So to stagger the schedule, we'll keep that time. Again, I don't have any inside info, but that would be my guess, educated guess. I thought TV ruled all. Uh, that's why I asked. I thought maybe was it better ratings at that time? Like I had no idea. Um, and in that case, I don't think that they're expecting very good ratings out of this Devils Carolina series. Why would you? Every game has been a blowout and it's been garbage. Yeah. You know, you'd much rather put the Leafs at that time. You'd much rather put uh, Vegas at that time. Um, Seattle, you know, is playing. You know, th- these are. You know, Seattle and Dallas are probably getting much better numbers than Devils Carolina are right now. So, you know, that that also has something to do with it. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, that's my uh, stupid question of the day because <laughs> I thought maybe it was kind of a TV thing. I was like, that's kind of dumb. I would put it at 7 to 8 o'clock. But that totally makes sense because right now, whatever that event is, is in limbo. They're going to be watching mm-hmm. Game 5 to see if they're actually going to. That's terrible for them. But, you know, I'm sure they were kind of forewarned before they held that date that there is always that remote possibility, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, it stinks. It's just, you know, just how it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nick, 
again, congratulations uh, on behalf of uh, the Let's Go Dolls podcast family and the fans and, and all that. We're getting some congratulations in uh, the YouTube Live and Facebook Live and uh, Twitter Live. Um, just to get some sleep. Yeah, so it's time for bed. Yeah. Nine o'clock. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Sam. And make sure everybody goes to pucksandpitchworks.com. We're still putting out articles, guys. But yeah, thanks, Evan. Have a great night. Yep. Thanks, Nick. That is Nick Villano of pucksandpitchforks.com, my co host of the State of the Fan Address, going solo today. Nick with the baby boy, a new New Jersey Devils fan. Boy. That's great. We There are more Devils fans on this earth as of 48 hours ago. Assuming that uh, that will happen. I'm sure Nick Villano will have a pretty big say in that. But we are talking about the art of the comeback. You have to stop thinking we need to win three in a row with Carolina. I think we need to start thinking, how do we build that momentum? And how are we going to beat Carolina to get to the finish line? But starts game five, folks. It starts with game five. I think, and I said this on the morning woo, that the Devils have something to prove. Because what happened game four, lesson learned, you cannot just give up and collapse like that. You got to fight like hell. Game three, Carolina Hurricanes didn't give up. They kept motoring on knowing that there will be a game four and putting the pressure on the Devils, even though they lost badly in game three. And you see how it is a seven-game series. The series is far from over, people. Far from over. Because the Devils actually have a chance to take game five. But they're going to need their goaltender to steal them a game. And if there's one game that Kira Schmid, Vitek Vanacek, I'm assuming it's going to be Schmid, but I was wrong in game four. Now is the time. You got to get through this game five. And you're going to have to fight like hell every second of that game because you know a Rod Brindamore team will be doing the same exact thing. You don't want to get walked over. The forecheck has been very disruptive. The breakout passes from the Devils' blue line, from their D-men, game four have been awful. They couldn't get anything started because the passes weren't there. That's how good the Carolina Hurricanes are with their pressure, with their forecheck. So you're going to have to get speed through the neutral zone. You're going to have to work it, but at the same time, you got to let the game come to you. You can't be trying to make these ill-advised, high-risk, high-risk, high-reward passes all the time. You got to get back to the basics. You got to simplify the game plan. Execute. Go hard to the net. North-South. Don't play the perimeter game, especially on the power play. 
Take your shots for crying out loud. How many times have we seen the devils just pass it around, pass it around, pass it around, pass it around, pass it around. Oh, there's a wide open net. Now I'll just pass it to another guy because I want to be an unselfish player. We've seen this time and time again during this series. And the Devils just need to get shots on goal, whether it's a 70-foot shot from the red line. I don't know. They need to do it. And they need to really give Carolina all that they can handle tomorrow. Down in Raleigh for game five. And Jesper Bratt needs to step it up. One empty net goal this entire playoffs. You're not going to get a big fat contract that you want when you're basically invisible in the playoffs. It's almost like a bait and switch. Timo Meyer, I like to see him do more. I think he's doing everything he can. Little Fireboy says uh, Flyers just named Keith Jones the president of hockey operations. Ryan Hunter says, let's go Devils. Comeback starts tomorrow night. Like the attitude, one shift at a time. I will tell you an old hockey story. Back in the day, an immense league story. That my team in the playoffs was down by seven goals in the middle of the second period. Seven goals. Midway in the second period. And we came back and won in overtime, 8-7 to seven that game. They had pulled out the trophies, and the other team was going to win the championship. But then we got hot. Then got the momentum, and just we just kept on scoring. We didn't think about anything else but putting the puck on net. And the trophies were out. And we won that game. And they had to put the trophy back into the box for the final elimination game of that series, which we did eventually win over 20 years ago. Wow, I feel old when I tell that hockey story. So you never give up, even if you're down. In the game, and the game's not winnable. You do never, never, never give up. Because you don't want to regress backwards. You want to build towards the future. A winning culture. And we must see this Devils team roll four lines tomorrow. And again, get the puck to the net. You can either go hard to the net. Or when you shoot it, get it towards the goaltender. Make them work. Because eventually the lucky bounces will get go your way. Everything averages itself out. And that's the art of the comeback, folks. The art of the comeback is you've got to break it down into small components and execute. Try not to do everything at once. Just play your game. And I believe if the Devils play their game, they can withstand 
the heavy forecheck of the Carolina Hurricanes. But they got to get the first goal first. They got to take the crowd out of it in Raleigh. They can be loud and proud, but if you get an early lead, don't squander it like you did in game four and the previous games when the Devils had to lead first. want to thank all those tuning in on the abbreviated State of the Fan Address presented by PucksandPitchforks.com. Nick Villano hopping on, now a new dad. It's kind of weird doing this solo. I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to have that woo report feel, but just a little weird without Nick. Glad to have him on, at least by phone. He's going to be a busy, 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 busy man with no sleep. Nah, I complain that I don't get enough sleep. I feel sleepy right now. Anyway. So go to PucksandPitchforks.com. Got some great articles. Uh, how Devils went from second overall to banner season. Looks like a great article and more goaltending, everything else, pucksandpitchforks.com. Again, want to thank all those tuning in to this podcast, dropping the podcast at midnight. Tomorrow, game day live, Vinny Parisi and I, possibly Shorts Guy, will preview the game, game five, and then Devils After Dark, after the game. Scotty, a SiriusXM. Liquid Mel and I will recap the game that was, and hopefully we'll be planning for a Saturday. Because, unfortunately, without knowing, I'm planning an event that I don't even know if I'm going to be at or not Saturday night outside of American Whiskey. On the big stage, we had, so far, Chico Resch, Bryce Salvador, and Randy McKay on the big stage. Arlette as well. Come stop by American Whiskey, 51 Edison Place. There's, uh, they're serving drinks outside, inside, at the bar. Ramona says, good podcast. Morning Woo Report was good, Sam, says Ramona. Thank you very much. Max says, we want the Morning Woo. Hey, those that don't have tickets... On for Saturday, we'll actually, let me not jinx it. We'll we'll talk about it a little bit on Devils After Dark tomorrow. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Going to hit the music soon. Going to get out of here. Um, but, yeah, last night was awesome. Getting to meet Randy McKay, a, a childhood idol that I followed. He was just a tough guy. Loved to fight. Make his team better. Gave it that 120%. Now, Randy McKay had that that hockey grit, that intangible that the Devils need right now. But the Devils are going to have to figure it out and gut it out. We know what's in there. Jack Hughes fighting game three. We need to see more of that snarl for game five for a full 60 minutes or into extra time if it goes in overtime. Anyway, 
Thank you, everybody. This is a State of Fan Address. Till next time, let's go Ducks. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.